morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 8th of September. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights here. And if you need to, you can pause the PowerPoint slides here, read our disclaimer in full or head on over to the website if you're listening on a podcast and read the disclaimer there. All right, well, a little bit of a rough night in the US markets coming back from their three-day weekend, a little bit grumpy as summer ends and uh, certainly digesting that jobs number that we saw on Friday. There was a bit of a flight to quality in terms of those big tech stocks last night, and we saw NASDAQ actually bucking the trend in the general weakness in the market. We saw the Dow Jones close 269 points down or 0.76%, 35,100, weighed down a little bit by Boeing, which fell 1.8% as Ryanair cancelled one of its contracts for new planes, citing pricing issues. The S&P 500 closed down 15 points, or 0.34%, in the middle for diddle as usual, 45.20, but the Nasdaq managed to eke out gains with the big five technology stocks all doing well. We saw Nasdaq up 11 points or 0.07%, 15,374. And as you would expect, we saw SPY futures come off around 29 points or 0.39%, 75.03 on SPY futures. But bear in mind, we had a massive recovery yesterday from around 80-odd points down at one stage to close up. So it was a pretty good day yesterday, a big turnaround there, not only on the back of the Chinese import-export numbers, which were positive and showing that the Chinese economy may not be as bad as some had thought. And of course, we also saw the RBA comments at 2.30 yesterday afternoon, keeping rates unchanged, as was expected, and also keeping the taper kind of on track, which was not quite what some expected and shows, I guess, the RBA confidence in the local economy rebounding despite the fact that we have had the Delta variant outbreaks. VIX index, as you would expect, up 10.5% with a little bit of negativity in the US, 18.14. On the commodity front, we saw Brent crude falling 0.7%, 53 cents to 71.69. We saw WTI falling 1.36%, so a big fall there, 0.94 of a dollar, 94 cents to 68.35, and a big fall in the gold price as well, down 1.9%, $35.20, just just under $1,800, probably a result of the fall in Bitcoin, which at one stage was down around 17, 18% on the back of El Salvador going live with Bitcoin as a official currency in El Salvador and unfortunately the system couldn't cope with it and it crashed and the Bitcoin market crashed as well. It did recover to close down around 9 or 10% but certainly not an auspicious start for the cryptocurrency in terms of legitimacy in a country's uh, wealth system. Iron ore, though, had a good day, up $6.35, up 4.8%, 137.85. So once again, we've kind of seen it bounce off that $130 level. Uh, those Chinese import-export numbers, certainly better than expected, and it does seem as if steel demand is picking up slightly. The Aussie dollar back under 74 at 73.85, that stronger US dollar, uh, partly to blame for that and partly to blame for the 
gold price as well. As far as other commodities go, as you would expect, given some general negativity and grumpiness around the place as US traders got back to work after the long weekend, we saw copper down 1.2%, nickel down half a percent, aluminium down 0.3%, zinc a good day for zinc, up 1%. Uh, lead down 0.13%. And tin, having not a great day, down 2.6%. Here you can see the S&P 500. A bit of a higgledy-piggledy day, but closing, I guess, near its lows. Uh, but again, it's not uh, particularly finding much in the way of direction and much of it is digestion of those job numbers on Friday. But we have seen a flight to those big five technology stocks. Major stories last night, uh, US equities finished lower, uh, value lagged growth again. Of course, we have seen uh, many battles between value and growth in the past few months, but it does appear that growth seems to be uh, picking up at the moment rather than value stocks. NASDAQ hitting a record fresh high. Uh, there is, of course, continuing commentary about stocks climbing a wall of worry. It always happens in these sorts of bull markets. Ryanair has cancelled its Boeing contract on a price dispute. Boeing fell 1.8%. And the US economy now facing a September slowdown, some are suggesting, versus prior hope of takeoff. This is primarily due to the Delta variant and also some of the stimulus unwinding. In Europe, we saw the FTSE down half percent, CACs down 0.3 and DAX down 0.6. And US Treasuries weaker across the curve, with 10-year yields finishing above 1.35%. And US dollar was firmer on the major crosses. That was part of the reason why we saw the gold price fall 1.8%. And Bitcoin futures we've talked about were off around 9% at the end of the day. I mean, fallen around 18% at one stage. Uh, there was a bit of a broad crypto sell-off. The issues with the El Salvador trial crashing the system, certainly not helping the crypto bulls. And oil settling down 1.4%. As far as US stocks go, we had Apple up 1.5%. They have announced California Streaming Day, which is September the 14th, when they will be announcing their new product range. So uh, the market should stay pretty positive on that pre that announcement. Facebook up 1.6%, Google up 0.4%, Amazon up just under 1%, Netflix hitting highs again, 2.74% to the good. We did see Square down 1.5%, so that will have a little bit of an effect on Afterpay. And in terms of our resource stocks overseas, BHP was down 1.7% and so was Rio down around 1.7%. What's on today? We've got Guy DeBell, who is the RBA governor and chairman of the GFXC. He will address Trade Tech FX 2021 with an online speech at 6.10. The market will be on tenterhooks waiting for that one. Uh, we've gone through the, uh, the US tech stocks, but Netflix definitely the standout there, up 2.7%. 10-year yields in other markets. We have the US picking back up to 1.37. Australia has quietly uh, chugled away slightly higher, up to 1.25%. And Germany still negative 0.32. But Chinese data yesterday showed the world's largest steel producer ramped up purchases of the raw material last month, probably due to the price falling. Albemarle, which is the world's top lithium producer, said it had maintained output from its Chilean operations despite an ongoing strike. And the ASX 200 companies failed to appoint a single female CEO in 
2021. Uh, 5% of CEOs in the ASX 200 are women. That has not changed over the last financial year. And supermarkets are set to enjoy food inflation at highest in a decade, it appears. So expect your groceries to be rising Uh, which is not a good sign for consumers, but it is a good sign for supermarkets as they probably will be able to increase their margins. Uh, Bids close tomorrow in the West Connects battle with the New South Wales government selling part of that uh, motorway system. And another bidder could be on the horizon. Yesterday we heard news that IFM may be pulling out of the bidding process. And it could now be that Mirar, which is Macquarie Infrastructure and Real Estate Asset Group, could be up for it. Interesting that I have been watching uh, some of the websites I subscribe to. Adverts keep popping up for Macquarie's electric vehicle push, uh, where they are becoming experts in electric vehicles. Not only will they advise you which one to buy, they will source the electric vehicle for you and also lend you the money to buy it. Telstra infrastructure assets could be worth up to $30 billion, according to some analysis, and uh, more sales of those infrastructure assets could be on the cards. And GDC, Global Data Centers, uh, 360 Capital, TGP, sold out of its 33% stake late yesterday afternoon at $1.93. More on that in the newsletter today. Question of the day today, given the fall in Fortescue, is it starting to look attractive at these prices? I was looking this morning at the chart on Fortescue. It basically hasn't moved over the last 12 months, but what it has done is paid nearly 20% in dividends. It's a massive dividend payer, but is it now starting to look attractive? Of course, you can't look back at history when iron ore was $220 and extrapolate that into dividend payments for Fortescue, but even if it halved its dividend, it's still yielding 10% fully franked, so something to bear in mind. That's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We've got Ask the Analyst on Friday at 5pm. We're going whale hunting. We're looking for uh, Moby Dick, and we're going to be suggesting five stocks that I think could have potential to be multi-baggers in the next year or two. So stay tuned for that and sign up for that. There'll be registration details, of course, on the website and on Facebook. That's it for me today. Have a great day. 